What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live, baby, in the Tap In studio for the first time. I love it. Yeah. So I got a special guest in here with me for the first time, Miss Kristen. Stay, do you want me? King? Okay, Kristen King. What's happening, man? Whoa, whoa. What's up, man? I'm chilling, man. Kristen King is, is your rap name? Chris Kings, yeah. Chris Kings? Okay, all right. So it's a it's a it's a, it's a brand in general. I'm more, I'm I'm more than a rapper, but you know what I mean. It's it's my professional. I present myself professionally. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So I know the reason why I wanted to bring you on is I've been wearing this jacket probably for about uh, a little over a year, right? Shout out to my homegirl Renica too for making me the jacket. Um, but nobody has ever asked me about my jacket. Like, hey, what's the reason behind that? Everybody either just give an opinion, like, oh, I like that. Oh, that's what's up. But you're the only one that was like, yo, give me give me the reason. Like, why do you have the Kanye crossed out? And I was like, and then we, I went into, I was like, you know, some of the things that he's been doing, I just ain't fucking with. You know what I mean? And then you gave me, you gave me your perspective. And you told me you talked to him, right? You yeah. actually spoke to Kanye? I did speak to Kanye briefly after a show in New York. I took my mom to, I want, I want some money. I want some money um, gambling out in New York. And he had a show okay. in New Jersey, so I took my mom out there. It was, <laughs> no, it was, it, he was actually, bro, it was it was interesting, like, like just listening to him speak. Um, he was just kind of speaking on what was going on at the time in regards to <clears throat> him dealing with corporations, like, him dealing with like the people at Nike or dealing with the people you know whoop, 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 this spot that spot and how many barriers you know <laughs> yeah. they were putting away. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, here's my thing about Kanye. Right, I used to like the old Kanye, the old Kanye, the graduation college dropout Kanye. I loved that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know what happened or at what point this nigga switched up. And became like he was so infatuated with being in being like included with white America for some reason. Like and I and I didn't rock with it. I was like, like Kanye, like you've been always the dude who who figured it out on your own. Like why can't you take that same approach to what 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 you're trying to get into, the fashion into? And maybe it's a it's a part of the game that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, why is he begging to try to get into that market, like, you don't need that market. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need that. And you've always been the champion for us as black folk, black folks to do your own thing. Like, that's why people start dropping out of college. That's why people start taking their own, um, taking their own risk and they start doing their own thing because of Kanye. But I don't know what happened or what switched it up. I don't know if it was because he got with Kim or what it was. But all of a sudden, he just started chucking and jiving too much. You know what I mean? Okay. That that that, that no, was just I like what you're yeah, I ain't really feel that, man. I ain't really feel that. So I was just like, what what was the conversation that you had with Kanye? Um, like I said, man, he he was just really spending time talking about barriers, and he said he was talking about haters. You know, that was really the most of the conversation. The haters, like people gonna hate. 
Um, and, and he's just basically saying, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish or that you're trying to do, you know what I'm saying, that you believe that you could do, though you say you're always going to have somebody sitting back talking about why you shouldn't, why you can't, uh, the reasons why not. And he's saying that's all he's really dealing with is haters. And really, like, and, and the thing is, he was saying, like, you know, the haters change as, as you change levels. You know, and so, like, to speak to what you said, like, I, I – like you just said, Kanye, you appreciated that he was always doing his own thing. You right. know what I mean? Like, so to be a college dropout, like, you know, at the time, everybody's telling their kids, what, not nah, go, go to college, yeah. get your job. You know, Kanye's saying, nah, I'm going to go another way. And I'm not really worried about how you view it or see it or whatever, right? Right. <clears throat> and then, the, like you said, being a champion for black people, too. I think when somebody's doing something new, right, sometimes it could be perceived the wrong way, even if it's, even if down the line it's going to be beneficial. And I, and I say that for this reason, like Michael, he compares himself to Michael Jackson. Mm. Michael Jackson was making pop music. Like he's the king of pop. Right. Right? Right. But they didn't want to let Michael Jackson on MTV, the pop station, because he was black, and because he was black, they were trying to categorize him as R&B. So you could ha- you could you could look at it from the direction of why are you shucking a job and trying to go fit in with the the white people, or you could look at it as no, you're breaking a barrier for the rest of us to be able to get on MTV, or the rest of us to be able to say, hey, I'm I'm truly not doing rap or R and B or whatever. I'm a pop artist, or I'm a country artist, or whatever, and I deserve my room in that space if that's what I'm doing, not not be relegated to a certain spot. So I think with the fashion, is it was really the same thing. When you think of high fashion, that is a European man's game. When I say European. We don't even have, like, a lot of American, even white, you know what I'm saying, American men playing the high fashion game when you, when you start talking about, like, you know, these big brands. And and my question <clears> is, <throat> why did he even want to get into that game? If it is a European and his base, right, mm-hmm. is young African-American people, that's his base. And then everybody else outside of that, they, you know what I mean, they, they, they mess with it. But other than that... They don't fool with it, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, why does he? Why is he even fighting to even get into that? Why I think, is he fighting to even get in that that space? I think it was a it was a it was a thing for Kanye, not a thing for us. Like like he can't make all he can't make all of his decisions based on like, okay, you know, what, well, how will my market respond to this or how black people respond to it? Because at that point, he's a slave to us and what we think and how we're going to respond. If he has a genuine interest, right? In fashion, and he's a, he's approaching it from this point, like, dang, you know, who's if a young black kid wants wants to be the next Ralph Lauren, right? There's no black brands he could look up to and be like, oh, here's a black man who did that, you know. And the conversation on Sway was perfect when Sway said, well, why don't you just make T-shirts? A lot of people started there, and he's like, come on, like that was the whole thing, that was the annoying thing, like, like no, t-shirt. bro, I'm trying to do this big thing. Right. This is what I'm trying to achieve, and we don't have any black people in those space. I don't want to do it because there's no black people, but I'm not scared to do it because we haven't decided that that could be a black space, you know. And a lot of black people don't understand that. Like a lot of black people can never be the first. Uh, their temperament is not set up to where they could be be the first in a space or whatever because they don't they're not okay with risking being called white or risking being you know ostracized or whatever. But at the end of the day, if Kanye does it right then Virgil can follow up and he can go do it or me or you can follow up and we can go do it and then once again like that's another space that we can come and kick ass in yeah I mean I, I get that but I'm like <clears throat> the the complaining about it in public 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what annoyed me because it was like every every interview, <laughs> I knew he was gonna get a rant from Kanye about how he didn't like this and how how he was mad about this and how they not letting him in. And I'm like, he went through the exact same thing with rap. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? But I guess because rap is a, a black space, he didn't really have to go on no rants about it. And then the political thing with him and Trump, mm-hmm. like him. Hugging on Trump, hugging on. I said Trump, hugging on Trump. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him hugging on Trump. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yo, man, like, why, why are you doing this? And then to backdoor, and then go on this religious campaign. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, if that's if that's what your heart is, cool. You know what I mean? But I just. One thing black people like, right? We like people who are real, who are genuine, right? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. matter what, no matter what the case is. And truth be told, that's why some people actually fuck with Trump. Because no, you can't, whatever you say about him, he is, he seems genuine. He seems like he just saying what's on his mind and what's on his heart. He don't give a damn. Damn, and I hate that too. It, yeah. I, I, like, I hate that that, that could be the, the limits test where somebody considers it's like supporting you. Like, oh, you're genuine. Like, somebody, somebody can be like, yo, I genuinely want to burn down your house, bro. Like, I'm really serious about that. He'd be like, hey, Rand, well, no, that's well, how you why? feel, bro. <laughs> wow, at least you was real about it. Man, go go get it. Go do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's it, just being genuine. That's what it is, though. And at I don't, the, at I don't, the end of the day, that's what it is. I don't even take Trump as genuine. You don't? Bro, nah, not at all. It's calculated. And I, I, bro, I see through you. I think. Yeah, I think like I'm in the entertainment. I see, I see the tactics. I think Kanye's genuine. I think Trump's not, cause, bro, Trump, Trump consulted with um, was it Jesse Ventura? He was the wrestler that mm-hmm. ended up uh, going to politics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you watch a little documentary that got on, like he said, what he took away from Jesse Ventura is, don't get caught up in trying. Like they're politicians. That's where they come from. Your leg up is that you're a celebrity. You can excite people. Mm. You focus on that. And as long as you keep the people more entertained and more excited. Then those people, you make them look stupid because they're trying to have a doop, 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 doop conversation. Jesse Ventures to do the same thing. I mean, y'all trying to have a conversation with me, and I'm still in wrestler mode coming like, like oh, we kicking a butt. Woo! You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and Trump is on the same thing. That's so true. I just, that's so true. Because I just heard, um, from I was listening to this other podcast, and they were saying that Chris Rock said, it's hard to be famous for 30 years, right? That mm-hmm. It takes effort to be famous for that long, right? Mm-hmm. And as in you, in in that arena of being campaigning, that's all it is, is just being famous, keeping people excited. And the, the politicians are not used to that. They're not used to keeping people engaged for a long period of time like a celebrity would be. And so he was like, at the end of the day, yeah, Trump is going to win. Just because he knows how to keep, yeah. he know how to engage a crowd <laughs> yeah. where most of the other people don't. And I was like, "Fuck!" It's a cra- It's a skill. It's a craft. Yeah, it's a craft. You know, like p- people sleep on, um, people sleep on it, but it, it, the ability to get clout, the ability to make people to go look at me, and people actually look. And then you could dance long they, enough to keep them looking. Keep them looking. That's yeah. a skill, bro. And somebody else might be a better dancer. But if you can keep them looking, keep them looking, yes. the dance can be terrible, but it made me laugh, so I'm watching. Yeah. You know? That that that's what I that's what I fucking hate about politics. Especially a celebrity being in politics. So that means the most famous person 
in the world, Will Smith can be a politician. Will Smith, if Will Smith ran for, listen, Will Smith will unite this country. Tell me somebody <laughs> who don't like Will Smith. <laughs> you, bro, you could, you could go get Smith. the most hateful, <laughs> racist, and guess what? He'll still be like, Wawa West was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith need to run for president. Fuck it. Because, I mean, if, if that's if that's what all it takes to actually become a politician or at least engage a crowd, then anybody, any celebrity can be a politician. Any celebrity. If, that, if that's all that it takes. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we need some policy. We need... Okay, so what do you? How are you gonna allocate these funds? What do you? What do you plan on doing after you get this job? You could get you know help with that. You could like I think I think real politicians like you know you take like a if you're talking like a, a Bush or a Clinton or you know whatever like that like that's these are lawyers. These are that's the way they really think is policy. That's how they go about their lives. That's what they yeah. live in. But if you understand just like the whole political thing, like there's such a such thing as a figurehead. And it's like you you are popular. It's like okay, I put it this way: Drake raps, right? Yeah. Drake has had help with songs. Drake don't shoot his videos. Drake got a whole team around him. So really, Drake as a business is several people, but he is the figurehead. He is the face, right? And as right. long as the face is working, somebody else can do the other parts. So I think with Trump, one hundred percent, like right now he's on this whole kick, like oh, you know, criminal justice. Look at all these people I've released and whoop doo doo wah wah wah. I don't think it's genuine, and I don't think it's genuine because. Prior to you being a politician, when you didn't have advisors and you were left to your own devices, right? The Central Park Five, or I don't, the Exonerated Five, let me get that right. Yes. Okay. But basically, if you've never heard of this, you know, five young men accused of raping a woman in Central Park when they were miles away on the opposite side of the park from where this woman actually was, and these young boys went to jail for years, right? right? Donald Trump spent thousands of dollars, like, of his own personal money to put in the newspaper. Hey, I don't care if they're guilty or not execute them right. that's how i feel about it if they didn't do that they're young they're they're thugs they're they're uh what do they call them they're predators and if they didn't do that they did something execute them that's how he really feels about criminal justice but now he has somebody who could say hey look all right so look you're the face but here's what we need if we're gonna get reelected, okay donald yeah, yeah here's what we need you to do bro and so now he's on this whole kick of trying to not only let people out, right? But it seems like every time you let somebody out, he's trying to post it on his Twitter, he's trying to put it in a commercial, whatever, right? You know, so it's very, it's not genuine. It's calculated, and the goal is to be president. That's the goal. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why, though? <clears throat> why, why does, like, I guess this is more ego. It's, I think that's, I think for, for him, he just, he really don't want to be president. He just wants to be the most famous person in the world or the, the perceived powerful, most powerful man in the world. Because the, don't don't presidents, don't they only make like 100000 a year or something like that? 150000 I thought, it, is it only 150000 I don't know. Let's Google that. Yeah, Google it. Because I, I, I know it's not it's not a lot Siri, of money. how much does a president make in salary? It's not a lot of money. Here's what I found. All right, we about to ask... It's not a lot of money. I know it's <clears throat> not for him. For somebody like is in in the arena that he's in, hundred thousand dollars ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I think president. Uh, the last three presidents elected to office, 
Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George W. Bush have all made 400000 a year in salary. The president also gets an additional expense allowance every year of 50 racks. On top of that, they get free housing in the White House, free transportation, free health care uh, from what? the private. No, no, not what? from the public. They get free health care from private medical team available in the White House. So they basically like have a, ha- a hospital like on staff for them I, and their family. Well, I mean, I guess they, they do need it, but $400,000 a year is really not shit. It's really like forty thousand in in regular in Trump dollars, bro. That's <laughs> in Trump dollars. <laughs> Donald Trump don't care about four hundred thousand. He ain't doing it for the money. But it's a, it is a power play. Like once you're the president, think about it. This man, this man was a billionaire, right? Suppose on, Suppo- su- on paper. On paper. You know, I don't think he's like a you know a, a cash billionaire. You right. know, he ain't Warren Buffett. Right. Um, but. At the same time, like you got, you got your brand is that you're a billionaire, and then you run it up, and then be president too, and then you got the like, you got the supermodel wife, and I'm saying it, it, it's it's a it's a power play, it's an image thing, and then how many more things can you go on to do after this once you've done that? Right. You it's, know, it's really nothing else. After this, what what is he gonna do? He gonna have to run for like like president do- of the planet. He's not gonna do anything after this. Nah. He, he, I mean, he, all he's gonna do is put his name on more stuff, and that's it. And because, and it, the thing, I don't. I, yeah, I don't even know what his long game is. I really don't. And did you vote this this past Tuesday? Did you vote? I, all right, so I do vote. You do did, vote. What I does do, that mean? I what do. does that mean? You do that vote. Means, that means I support the idea of voting. And that I tried to make it out to the polls, but this past Tuesday I did not vote. I gotta actually, I gotta, I gotta get my stuff set up because I'm really like, I'm really like, I'll be driving back to Louisiana and stuff to vote and stuff like that. Cause, okay, you know, okay. My my thing was, I forgot what I was fucking I was about to say about the voting, but I was having this conversation with my wife. I was thinking, why are black people so loyal to the Democratic Party, like? And I really was like, really wanted to know, like, why are we so dedicated to the Democratic Party? What have they done for black people? You know what I mean? Like, why are we so loyal to that? Like, this was the idea I told my wife. I said, this is what we should do. We should all, black people should, we should have a, a, a a committee of people, Barack Obama, Minister Farrakhan, Killer Mike, um, uh, 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 who uh, who else I said? Uh, what's the what's the lady in uh in Atlanta, the the black lady that she was I think she was in the, in the presidential race at one point. Uh, wait. Um, damn, I can't remember her name. I see her. I face. know who you're talking about. Yes, her, put her have these community of people. Dave Chappelle need to be in that room too. I'm just gonna toss that out. Fuck it, Dave Chappelle too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. we should run as an independent, right? We should run as independent, and we should put all of our votes, donate our money to whoever this committee says, hey, this is the support that we're putting our money behind, right? Everybody, they probably not going to win, right? they probably not going to win mm-hmm. because the, just the, based off numbers, right? We're probably not going to win. But if we can put all our money towards that, that person, and then once we get to the actual president, where it's Republican versus Democrat— we still as the independent, we can say, hey, 
These are our list of demands. If you want these black votes, this is what you need to do. You need to give us health care. You need to be able to release some of that money to to minorities for housing. You need to release health care, food stamps, whatever, whatever our demands are. Right. Mm -hmm. This is how you're going to get our this is how you're going to get our vote versus whether it's Republicans or whether it's Democrats. And then that's that way. So kind of like a almost like a um, that way we have the the power in the political realm. You know what I mean? Because just based off number, I think what African American population is what fifteen twenty percent something yeah, like it's, that. It's like twenty percent lower. Ma- I thought it was maybe like less. 18, yeah, like it's, it's low. So we're probably not going to win the actual presidency doing that, but we will probably get more out of it by just going independent mm-hmm. and then putting our support backing either a Democrat or a Republican. Because when I look at the grand scheme of things, black people probably, we probably should be more Republican than we should be more Democrat. I think... You sound like Kanye. No, 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 no. Here's my... Here's, here's why, though. Here's why. Because I think I think as black people... We are entrepreneurs in nature, mm-hmm. right? Republicans are entrepreneurs in, by just by sure by nature, right? Yeah. So if they can release those funds to allow us to be our to know what we want and be, let us be entrepreneurs, we'll probably be a lot further ahead, mm-hmm. right? But when I look at it just from afar, the Democrats. They want more government assistance. They more want more government control where I don't know if that's really helping us. Like, I don't want to have to depend on the government to give a shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather them just give me the money and let me go out there and do what I need to do. Let me do what I want to do with my money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's when I think about it. That kind of sounds almost like libertarian. It might be. I don't, what's, what is libertarian? Uh, yo, let me. It's, it's pretty much if I could put it in short terms. Let me hustle and leave me alone. Like li- I want my liberty. I want freedom. I don't want to overreach in government, and also I don't want uh, businesses to be the deciding factor because they they feel like your uh, your big businesses play too too much of a role too. So libertarians will kind of want a, a, a break for any overreaching entities, and you just let the common man hustle it out. That that's kind of that's. I mean that's that, that may be what it is then. That may be exactly what it is, because it's like, I think for the most, for majority of the black people that, that really want to do something, that really want to get out of being impoverished, they're going to get out and hustle. But if they have access to the funds to be able to do it, I think we'll be a lot further ahead than waiting on government to send us food stamps, government cheese, and, and being on welfare. I think we'll get a lot further ahead. By letting us figure out our own businesses, you know what I mean. I think I think it takes a mix, a mix of both, and I'm I'm saying that just because um, I'm in a spot right now, like my age. Yeah, I could get up, I could hustle, I can go. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not my age. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no wife. I don't have no kids. I don't have no attachments. I don't have any extra expenses unless I create them myself. So any any little money I get or whatever, you know, I could put it towards trying to further myself. Everybody's not in that position. And, you know, if you're talking about somebody 60, 70, who may want to, you could be 60 and 70, still want to get in your better position, but will your body allow it? Will, you know, will whatever 
uh, other lives or other <clears throat> things you have going on in your life really allow it. So for that reason, you know, you, you may need some people may need assistance and some people may need um, some people may need that government assistance and other people just need more of an opportunity. Like, hey, I'm starting this business. What kind of tax break can I get for that? Yeah, but I think when you at 60, like I think you ain't really I mean, it may be some, but for the <clears> most <throat> part, for the majority of 60 year olds, they're not trying to create new businesses and start a whole businesses and grow it. They pretty much, hey, I didn't did what I was gonna do, and now I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Now yeah. I don't want to retire on either my pension or my social security. They just chilling. But I'm think I'm the the people who I'm thinking about is all ages between like 25 to like 35 in mm-hmm. that in that in that age range. You know what I'm saying? Where they're the ones who are like really like okay. I, either I got my shit together at 25 and I'm ready, you know what I'm saying, to start my business. I know exactly what I want to do. Or it's like the 35-year-old be like, shit, I'm almost 40. I need to figure out what the fuck I need to do. You know what I'm saying? So I won't have to be like my granddad or my grandma and now I got to work at Walmart and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like them, I think those, that little little demographic, those are the people who I think we should be looking towards to be like, Okay, we need we need access to funds because that's 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 the only thing that separate us from from any other white person. You know what I'm saying, or either any other person that's in 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 in, um, in a higher tax bracket. All we need is just the funds. We need the funds to be able to do what we need to do as an entrepreneur. And if you got, and I'm not saying just give money to random people. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying give it to people <clears throat> who actually have a plan laid out. Hey, this is a business that I can start. This you is an idea. You just touched on to something that I think is really important, right? So, like, I don't even think, I think the money is important. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the most important thing. What is the most important? Values. Value systems. How you move, how you make your decisions. Like, you know, day to day, what is it that you, because, th- like, I'll put it this way, bro. Like, riches, right? Riches is just, is just, um you know, having cash, mm-hmm. right? Having it, having it available to spend, but you could give somebody uh, who doesn't have a wealthy mindset, a wealthy value system, a bunch of money, and they're gonna fuck it off. Guaranteed, right. they're gonna fuck it off. So, <clears throat> you could take somebody who really doesn't have that much income, but their values are set up a, a certain way, and that person, I, I assure you, that person will. If you if you look at them the next year, year after that, they're always in a better always in a better position and why do i feel like as african-americans we don't have those because i tell you what africans are coming over here with those values you know what i'm saying the asians are coming over here with those values so what is it about us and what is it about us is that we're unique people and in that you know they took us from everywhere we don't even speak the same languages they got they got community bulls where you know look as, as a man we, we telling you screw her screw her screw her get her pregnant before we ship you ship you off to the next place where you have to be whatever we're not we're not uh we're not connecting emotionally uh we're beating the men in 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 front of the women and children so the women and children get an understanding of mom you know father is not uh dad is not a man dad is not something to be respected he can't protect me you know what i'm saying and we continue these things even after slavery you know there was a a very purposeful targeting of the black man in the black community and incarcerating him and getting him up out of home now why do i speak about the man i speak about the man because i know this ain't popular to say in today's uh third wave feminist america right Mm -hmm. but men are disagreeable 
they make rules and they expect their family and themselves to stick to they create standards right they create values within the family mm. if you remove that then you have no then you have chaos yeah. you have chaos and <clears throat> you create a situation where the women the women have to step into masculine roles so they feel like okay because i did this without a man i don't need a man what is the use of a man what's the value of a man first you're teaching your son he ain't shit whether or not you mean to or not and then you got your son always dependent on you. So he grew up, he learned how to depend on a woman. And then you're teaching your daughters, you don't need a man. Only thing that's important is income. So you got these these women who don't know how to connect with men. So we are a disconnected, unloving, um, ununified uh, group, group of people. To be able to build the family unit, bro, takes values. And the family unit is actually one of the biggest predecessors to building wealth in a community because I have a family and you have a family and they have a family. We're neighbors and I got a business. I support you. You support me. It Family creates the stability that allows you to build wealth both for yourself, your unit, and then bigger units, the community. So we got to get our values corrected as a people. And I assure you, it don't matter Democrat, Republican, uh, conservative, liberal, uh, socialist, fascist. Bro, because I, I tell you what, I, I put it this way. Look at how much has happened to the Jews. You can't get rid of Jews. And I'm not saying I want to. I love shouts out shouts out to Jews. Actually, my middle name my middle name comes from my uh, my godfather. He's you ain't got to put that disclaimer. I'm saying I just I know how I can sign the people. I'm saying, but because I say get rid of, I ain't saying I want to get rid of them. But notice, bro, from the time of the Bible till now. It don't matter. Jews going to bounce back and it has to do with their values. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> they will always come come back. They will always find a way to get wealth. They will always find a way to infiltrate government and influence and information. No media, you know, law, they they bro, there's their values. But is that that's I mean I mean I I agree with you 100%. I don't think that's a I think that's more of a us issue. You know what I'm saying? I think like, that's the only thing we should focus because because why would we look to the same government that thought it was okay to enslave us to go back and be like, hey, can you guys be the solution? That's stu- to me that's bro, I it's agree. stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. You think Uncle Sam dumbass gonna save you, bro? I agree. This nigga ain't never saved you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They like they say, man, somebody treats you away to learn how to treat him. I mean, sorry, when, when somebody treats you away, believe them. You know, they show believe, you who are believe yes, them. Yes. Why should we be looking to the government for a damn thing? Listen, because I, the reason why I say we should is because that's exactly <clears throat> the way white people get ahead. That's exactly what, exactly how they get ahead is they take what the government rules are, bend them, and then they then they use that to get ahead. Like it was a um, <clears throat> actually a girl that, that worked at our job. She was like, Dante, do you got life insurance? I was like, Yeah, yeah. She was like, What you need to do is all the grandkids in your family need to put a life insurance policy on grandma or grandpa whoever the oldest living person is y'all pay that y'all pay that money every single month until until grandma dies so that way when she does y'all collect the insurance money then y'all have a, a lump sum of twenty thirty thousand dollars a piece for depending on how many grandkids there is and then once you guys get that lump sum then you guys can go out and buy real estate, you know what I mean? And then you guys transfer that, teach your kids that. So when when they get when they get older and your your parents die or your parents get old, they can do the same thing. So they always have that leg up with life insurance and that's perfectly legal. Yeah. It's perfectly legal and that way you can have a little lump sum of money 
every time somebody, because the oldest person in your family is going to die. That's, that goes without saying, right? So in order for you to, it, uh, to, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? The only, way, the only way, the way you take advantage of it is put the life insurance out on there. Put the life insurance, because I don't know if people realize most life insurance policies, they don't pay out. Because there is no, they, they don't pay. That's why life. That's why life insurance is so goddamn uh, profitable. Because they don't pay out the life insurance. Most people who have that's life insurance in general, man. It's a scam. I know, but you gotta use it to your <laughs> use it to scam. your use it to your advantage to make y'all some money. You know what I'm saying? That's why you use it to your advantage. You make some money, and that way, that's how you build your generational wealth. You know what I mean? That's how you get ahead. By using the government system, using the government rules, and then profiting off of that so you can be able to put some money back into your family. Because at the end of the day, all you're going to have is your legacy. You know what I mean? What did you leave behind? Because we all, we all going to leave this earth. So it's like, what are you leaving behind to your kids? What, what, kind, what is your name going to stand for once you leave? So it's like, fuck it. I know they, I know they don't plan on us um, taking advantage of it. But we got to learn how to do it. You know what I mean? Because the same way the white people are doing it, they're building generational wealth. And little Timmy, because I remember I remember when I was in high school, and I used to see all these white kids. Nigga got brand new Mustangs, brand new Honda Accords. I'm like, what? How the fuck are y'all? How, how, like, you live by me. How are you getting brand new cars at 16 years old? Like, I ain't even really got a license yet. You know what I'm saying? I used to see the same shit. <laughs> like, how do y'all? How the fuck are y'all doing this? I just went to go pick up some food for my mom's the other day, like middle of the night. Ooh. She wanted some IHOP in the middle of the night. I was like, all right, mom, I'm gonna go get this for you. And in the parking lot, little 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 chick, like little young 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 bro, standing outside of this brand new Benz, and I'm like, yo, there's no way. And then, so that was when I was going in. When I came out, one of her friends had came to meet her. She just had a Toyota, but it was still new. And then another girl was pulling in the parking lot with another Benz. And I'm like, y'all, there's no, y'all didn't purchase this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This, exactly. <laughs> but you know, hey, it, I, I'll say white people, um, they definitely had a head start, you know. Um, there's definitely some bullshit that shouldn't have been uh, allowed, that was allowed, that, that some took part in, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't even want to say but. That's very important. I want to say also, even what you're saying right now still comes back to values because if it does. if 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 uh, like you know like my dad look my dad's you know my dad's always been pushing me to like read push me to understand things right and I'm the type of person like I feel like I can learn how to do anything I can deconstruct it mm-hmm. like take it top to bottom and go okay so man everything from how to get ahead to in taxes to okay well how did that person start that business or how did deconstruct it mm-hmm. and if but my mom taught me that i want to say my dad taught me that they, they taught me to be that type of person are we teaching our kids deconstructing things is the most important thing are we teaching our kids being the hardest person is important that what what are, what is what is each black person teaching their kids so that same committee you're talking about what if that committee put together some type of of of, of african-american standards for 2020 to 2030 moving forward and every time a black person has a kid, they're mailing that to their house mm-hmm. and they're saying, use these values to get ahead in your life. I bet that would be more beneficial than any check the government or reparations, the government or anything could cut to us. That right there 
will be the most important thing. Now, maybe, yeah, maybe do include, you know, some some ways to get ahead with your taxes or do include some ways to maybe get, you know, funding for your business and things like that. But just teach them, you know, one of the things that was heartbreaking for me, bro, so, like, we had this, we had our crib, and then, like, right across the street from our crib was this, uh, this building that was kind of sectioned up into, like, units. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, my neighborhood is very diverse, racially diverse, but Where also, like, uh, so I was born in New Orleans, but after New Orleans, I moved to Shreveport. Okay. So I grew up in, like, the Stony Hill Highland area, Shreveport. Okay. Um, you know, if anybody listening, y'all know where that is. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so, like, right across the street, they had these units, and I had I had this homie, uh, Slim, bro, and it was, it was it was interesting because my parents, his parents, two different things. And one time he told me, he was like, yeah, bro, I just go to eat fast food. Like, uh, my mom ain't never grocery shop. My mom don't know. Like, and it eventually, like, my uncle had talked to his mom and, and sorted out. She had never been taught the value of how to or whatever grocery shop. It's more convenient. It takes two seconds to go pop up, get McDonald's, whatever, right? Right. So my friend, as a result, is all he would do, you know? Mm. So that means, like, something as small as eating. Do you know how it's exponentially more expensive to get fast food, bro, even if you're just spending like three, four, five bucks on a burger, right. that same five bucks, I could have bought 10 right. burgers. Right. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and if nobody teaches you that, that that's important, that that shouldn't be an optional thing that, you know, I know you don't see it on TV and you don't see it on BET, you don't see it on Instagram, but here's how you should be living your life. If nobody's giving you that information, bro, that's, that's gotta be hundreds of thousands of dollars that this woman has blown in her life. And, but for me having a conversation with my friend, he'd be on the same shit. It's values, bro. Right. And we take for granted <clears throat> that everybody is armed with this information. Right. Yeah. And and that's why I can't <clears throat> wait to see the Dr. Sebi uh documentary. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's one of the reasons because what whatever is in that in that documentary, I'm gonna adopt. I'm gonna adopt in my lifestyle, in my household, like, yo, this is what we need to eat, this is what we need to be on. Like I can't wait to to, to actually see it and and the crazy thing is, is I would rather, in my mind, let me say, in my mind, I would rather eat something straight out of the ground than something that is packaged up and something that's been in a capsule. Like, I would rather eat something that's been straight from the ground, in my mind, though, because I, I know that as soon as I see it getting pulled out of the ground, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. But in my mind, I, w- I would rather eat something that has just been pulled out of the ground than something that's packaged and gave it, given to me, like, in a nice little capsule. Yeah. It, it, in my mind, I would really, man. But, you, like, you are so on point on the values, though. Like, what do you think top three values? We just going to go three. Top three values that all black households should have. Pay yourself before you pay any anything else. Okay, pay yourself. Um Wow, that one right there is a huge that that's, that's really <laughs> that is huge. Um, okay, 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 let me let me let me run back. All right, so pay yourself before you that's out of All right, go ahead. That's out of rich dad, poor dad. That's Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Um Focus on doing what you can control, not on what 
is around you or the environment. Like you can't necessarily control your environment or what happens to you. You can't control what you do and how you re- respond to it. That's very important. Okay. Um, and that's that's important on so many levels. And and information is king. You mm. cannot afford not to know. Information is king. And I, and I, I think if if we focused on those, th- oh, and I, I know you didn't ask for a fourth, bro. But there's nothing weak about loving. There's nothing weak about being able to join or being able to trust another person. There's there's nothing weak about that because a, a lot of us, it, depending on the situation that you're in, you know, they're in communities where, yo, the people I see outside are enemies. The people I see outside could 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 be the the could mean losing my shoes or what I have in my pocket. The people I see outside could be the death of me. Yeah. So screw them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know that's not everybody's situation. That sounds really extreme to some people, but some people will hear that and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then even if they end up in a better situation, right, the idea of being open and connecting with other people is foreign to them. But your your network is your net worth. So, like, if you can't connect with another person or you have this 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 trauma that keeps you from doing that, uh, you know, a lot of, to be honest, bro, a lot of black people hate and fear black people just like white people do. And they don't realize it. And it keeps mm. it keeps them from building those unities and building those communities that we talked about. I know you didn't ask for a fourth one, but those would be the the, the four that I would be able to talk about. Okay, give there. it to me again. Um, pay yourself before pay yourself you pay anything else. Yourself. And just for clarification, if nobody don't understand what that means, when you buy Jordans, you buy you pay you paying Michael Jordan, right? Exactly. Paying yourself means investing in your future. That means putting your money in your stocks and your bonds, something that's gonna grow. If you can't afford you should take 10 to 20% of everything you earn and put it somewhere that's going to earn you more money. Mm. If that means you can't afford your rent, that means you should not be living there. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, the number two. Uh, so it was pay yourself. The next one was, uh, oh, yeah, information is king. Information is king. You got to know as much. Uh, read, you know, read, read. Read, learn. Read, yes. Yes, seek information. Okay. And third. The third one was... Uh, Mmm, my memory, bro. I really just said that. <laughs> I uh, want to make sure we get these down. Was that what it was? Oh, not yeah. Don't be afraid of your the person out the person love weakness is not weakness is not connect. connect. <laughs> so we gotta connect. The love is not bad, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't hate each other. We gotta can't fear each other. Okay, well, I gave four. I don't remember what the what the fourth one was, but. Whatever it was, if you, you know what I'm saying, if you listen, you can always run it back or something yeah, like we, that. It was, it was valuable at the time I said it. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Yo, that is so true, man. Like, and, and that's when with my son, like, I, I struggle with that because <clears throat> I grew up in an era where you had to be tough. You know what I'm saying? You had, you had to or you was going to be run over. But as an adult, I'm thinking, like, being vulnerable and being soft is is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. Is actually people would give you more things and they'll allow you more access by you being soft and you not having to be so rough and tough and you always mad. So that's why I struggle with because I don't want him to be picked on. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to be picked on. I don't want him to be taken advantage of. So it's like I want to make sure that he's equipped yeah, he's equipped with where he knows how to love because he gets that you know he gets that nurturing thing from his mom, but at, at the same time, if he's fucked with, I want him to be able to defend himself. You know you what I'm saying? You ever uh, you ever heard of Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson, um, 
the name sounds like familiar. The 12, but... 12 Rules for Life. He's a, uh, I think he's a, a clinical psychologist, something like that. But he's spe- like one of the biggest things he focuses on is uh, like male development, especially in today. You know, and one of the things he says, I was, which I thought was really powerful, he says a man should be peaceful, right? Mm. But he said peaceful and harmless are two different things. And we're teaching young boys right now because the majority of the teachers are females, right? We we talk them and condition them out of all of their male tendencies that you hit me, I'm hitting you back. That, that's good. That's actually good. It's how mm-hmm. a country works. Mm-hmm. It's what you should expect in real life, right? It's good, mm-hmm. right? But nah, you hit him back, y'all both go to the office. That's teaching. That's stupid. That's teaching, Let you know, that's not survivalist mentality. And it's mm-hmm. not going to work in the real world. It works in your classroom that you're trying to keep control of, right? So what he says is this. To be peaceful means you actually have the ability to be violent and to be nasty. Mm. You make the decision to be peaceful. We say if you don't even have that ability, you're not peaceful. You're just harmless. And that's two different things. So I like that. I, I agree with what you're saying about your son. He does, he, especially kids, because kids are terrible people. <laughs> kids have no sense of empathy, yeah. no sense of nothing. They're not supposed to yet, you know? So, no, while he's in that environment, he needs that. You know, but as he gets older, he has to also learn that there's also strength in being able to trust because that's hard. You know, it's, yeah. it's easy to be like, I got this hard wall. Ain't nobody crossing the wall. It's me. Just, you know, what I mean, blah, blah, blah. But that, that same wall that you using to keep people out is the same wall that's going to keep out people trying to help. Right. You know, people you could have connected with. So. Right. All right. Let's let's kind of switch it up because I feel like we're getting deep. Like I got to put my boots on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were having a, a, a music conversation before we started. Yeah. Yeah. And you told me that you do music. I do. I do. Okay. And that's where the Christian Kings come from. That's where Chris Kings came from. That wasn't the, the name I rocked with at first, but yeah. Okay. Now, you asked me a question, what do I think about new hip-hop? Mm-hmm. What do you think about old school hip-hop? How old are you, first of all? Man, I just, uh, I, I ain't really just going to throw my age out. Okay, like but, but, but are I you a millennial? Yet. You're millennial? I'm definitely a millennial, yeah. Okay. So, new, I'm talking about like 90s. Early '90s, mid '90s rap, mm-hmm. and maybe even up to 2000. What do you think about that era? I mean, that was a that was a. I'm not gonna say it like up until 2000 because it got kind of trash early 2000s. But I say '90s. Oh yeah, early 2000s got trash. Yeah, With bro. Who? There, there were there were there were some there were some trash that started coming out. Like I'm gonna say this, I like Soldier Boy now than I did then. But like, yo, Crank That was not a good rap song. It was a it was a, you know, certain. I'm saying certain elements I, of rap I found kind of corny. I agree with you, but we also had Nelly. We also had Eminem. I loved Nelly. I loved Eminem. We also had Jay Z. Mm-hmm. So that that's that mid two thousand two. You got to include true, all that true. too. True, true. You know what I mean? Um, who we had Jada Kiss. He was in there that two thousand. The, the the South really we blew up at that time too. Yep. You know, Outkast was popping in. Ti was fire at the time. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, I, I'm not throwing the whole air under the bus. No, I love all that. I grew up, I grew up on all that, man. I, I made sure I had every single Nelly, like album. I thought Nelly was real, real different. You know, <laughs> how he came, <laughs> yeah. So, who would you compare Soldier Boy to now? Who would be the Soldier Boy of today's, of today's era? Lil Nas X. Really? Hands down. How so? It's, yeah, ex- explain that. How so? Because Soldier Boy sorted out. Okay. It was. It wasn't for him. Just like I'm about to make a song, and the song for music and lyrics worth uh, is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. For him, it was I'm making something that's gonna be 
catchy viral you're gonna catch on to it he was he was really the og of this internet thing soldier boy was and a lot of people don't give him the credit yeah. for it but he was and the whole a lot of stuff these labels and doing you know it, it was him so being able to take the approach of how do i make this popular rather than how do i make good music that was his approach if you ever listen to Lil, bro Lil nas s was living on his uh sister's couch when when that song popped off he was not signed and what he did, bro, he was making meme pages, like basically doing things to get attention first and mm. then feeding the pages his music. Mm. And then just by getting lists. And he was doing it several different ways, bro. He, ma- he made that song pop off with his cell phone, with a cell phone on his sister's couch on different social media platforms. So he, and he took the same approach. Everything from look, look how short uh, Old Town Road is. It's a short song. How, how long is it? Uh, I mean, it's 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 hook verse hook. It's done, and and I I don't I, even I don't I, only thing I know is the hook. Okay, so <laughs> That's here, here, only thing I why, know is the hook. here's why I bring that up. Shorter songs when you enjoy something, but it's short. What do you what do you have to do? You got to replay it. Got to run it back. Yeah, yeah. Got to run it back. Lil Pump sorted the same thing out. Gucci Gang was an incredibly short song. And Lil Pump, I would say, is another artist who who has mastered how do I make this memorable and catchy, regardless of if you think the lyrics are profound. Can I make something that's gonna make you want to run it back, run it back, run it back? And he did that with Old Town Road. Um, he was purposely being funny, you know. what I'm saying he know he 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 ran meme pages, so he understands f- funny is viral. Funny will make you, you know. So you know cheated on my baby you can go and ask her you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just certain lines in the song and then obviously it was really smart as well just to two be, minutes and 38 seconds short short yeah. in and out uh yeah, and that was purposeful it was very very purposeful so i would say that lil nas x is the modern day soldier boy he's soldier boy's son mm. that's a deep that's deep I, yeah, because I, I mean, I haven't, I'm not, I've only heard one song for Lil Nas X, and I say probably by the summer, we probably won't even know, we we probably will remember Lil Nas X from this song, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I don't see him, like, I, I, I was listening to an interview, and I was saying, and they were saying that when you have your first single, when your first record is out, and it be, it is so big, it's hard to try to top that, because you always trying to think like, okay, what can I do to top that song? Because people are gonna be expecting another big song, and a lot of times out of ten, people don't, and they usually just go away. Just like um, what was the dude? Uh, Gangnam Style, remember that? Yeah, but what was the other black dude from New York? Um, um, um Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Be looking for a burner, then everybody walking. Yeah, what, who was his name? Yeah, uh, designer. Designer, where's this? Where's designer? He had who was the song? He had Panda. Panda was the big biggest. But notice, you started singing Timmy Turner. You know why? So that's two tracks right there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why? You know why? Because I seen it. It was something where he was. Uh, I think when he was doing the. Um, What's the Dole XL That thing? was the verse he went with. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and I was like, mm-hmm. yo, yo, this hard. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but other than that, mm-hmm. where's designer at now? That was only like two years ago, wasn't it? He on Madden. <laughs> he on Madden. Yeah, he got they got his songs on Madden. He he he's still getting money. I, I honestly, bro, I'm gonna say this like we just got done talking about Kanye. Kanye, I got a lot of respect for you, bro. But look, as a label owner, you gotta step it the fuck up, bro. 
Cause, cause I, I don't. Good music is done, though. Good music is definitely done, and and I don't know. Like, Big Shine used to be one of my favorite artists, right? He actually had a song where he describes in the song a conversation he had with Kanye, basically saying like, "Yo, you need to treat my stuff like you treat yours," and and Kanye tried to drop him, mm. and then later on I watched an interview that they had with another dude out the music, uh, Good Music Camp, and he he basically reiterated the story and was like, "Yeah, that what 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 Sean said in that song when Kanye heard it." He was going to drop him. He said, I was the person to talk to Kanye and be like, yo, rather than being upset that he said, think about what he's saying. You're not, mm. you're going to sign him. That means he can't go nowhere else. He can't, you're supposed to be giving him opportunity. You prevent him from anybody else helping him out. But then you're focused on you and your career. You're not giving him the leg up he needs. Mm. Good. You know, I, I think Kanye could definitely put more focus and more effort uh, into good music. In my opinion, Kanye is focused on, um, Kirk Franklin in the choir he's not focused on anybody in good music he's he's focused on how do I get this this choir a deal that's what he's focused on it's hard though it's hard I watched it it was hard it was pretty hard I, w- I watched the, uh, the, um, was it the listen no matter no matter where you go if you hear gospel music you're gonna be inspired mm-hmm. no matter who's I mean all they gotta do is carry a note and if you hear three people singing a gospel <laughs> song or more, it's up. Yes, it's, it's gonna up. be tight. Hallelujah! <laughs> Especially yes, if I. you already know the song and you remixing it. That's it. Just all you do is exchange nigga out and put Jesus right there. Damn, that's all you gotta do, and that's the that's the song. Take out nigga, put hey, in you Jesus. Wild, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I already like the song. You just exchange the words. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah. I, I ain't fooling with. I called Jesus on the phone and he told me run it up. That's it. I just said. That's it. I ride for my Jesus because I love my Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do. That's how you remix it. And it becomes gospel. And any one of those songs would move you. You'll be you'll be inspired to do something good. And he's taking it all around the world to let black people know, hey man, I'm still one of you. I, I believe in this higher power too. You know what I mean? Amen. I, so I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't fuck with Kanye, man. I can't. Not this new Kanye, man. Not so this new one. You don't like you don't uh, you don't like the new album. What new album? The gospel. The gospel album. No, I haven't even listened to it. I haven't even heard it. I don't even want you listen to. to. Hey, be open minded. Check it out. If, not even from not even from a gospel perspective. Perspective. Just like as as a music album, it's a fire album. Now, if you do listen to it from a from a perspective of like to be inspired or whatever, man, he 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 actually put some personal shit on that that I that I felt like okay, wow. Like I think the, one of the lines that really um really hit me because like there's a shorty I, I used to know back in the day and I'm like online on social media and she's like question him questioning him like is he really even he's using Christianity to market himself do business and that's you know that's this that and the other and I was like yo so let's just let's just imagine for one second I was like you're a Christian right she's like yeah I was like let's just imagine for a second that you don't know what's in this man's head because you're not him right and that he is genuinely trying to turn his life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's how you treat a new believer, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. And, and have you have you considered if he is a musician and that is what he has to offer as far as giving it to the the Christian community? You're upset that he's using that gift 
for like you know what I'm saying. And, and one of the lines Kanye said in the song that I really what I really felt because I was seeing people's reactions. He was like, uh, he was like, um, made me feel like, uh, made me feel like, um, and he said, he said, the Christians be the first ones to judge me. Made me feel like nobody loved me. I was like, bro, I know you felt that way because I'm seeing the responses from people who are supposed to be like I'm seeing it. He he didn't just go into that album on some like you know praise Jesus blah, blah blah. He really he really legitimately talked about his his trying to do this and the reactions he's getting and you know from his family from his like he said his dad like he talked about like I'm arguing with my dad and he tell me that ain't Christ like <laughs> and, and it made him mad and he said it made him ah like <laughs> like now you gonna mock me because I'm trying to be a Christian you know what I'm saying like yeah I would check it out yeah I I, I don't know because here's my thing about religion right. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with God is your own personal religion, your own personal relationship, right? Yeah. It's not to expose and it's not to, to like, I feel like that's an intimate relationship with you and God. It's not for you to be like, oh, yeah, you need God too. Like, you, like I feel like that's more of like a, it's an intimate thing where if you got a relationship with God, like that's that's supposed to be sacred. That's supposed to be something that you keep close to the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something close to the chest. I don't feel like it's something where you need to where you need to run out and be like and just be yelling like, "Oh yeah, my God is great. He's done that." Like I don't I don't feel I feel like that's just extra to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, maybe that's just my personality. It could be where I feel like, yeah, if if I got a relationship with God, yeah, me and God cool. He know me. You know what I mean? That's my boy. Like, what me and him talk about what we do, what he's been doing for me. Like, when when it's appropriate to, when somebody asks me about, like, yo, so what's been going on? And then I, then I can ex- tell you, like, yeah, so I can't, like, I, I can't explain it. it. It can't be nothing but God that's actually done this, blah, blah, blah. But anything after that and... I don't know, like I, anything so more would you, than that. Would you say, like Christian music in general, kind of? Would you say kind of falls into the telling people about it rather than not waiting for them to ask? So, would I? Would I think <clears throat> Christian music would be more like telling than asking? Because I mean, that's what it is. It's music that praise. It's music that's like, yo, God is awesome. Yo, he fire. He lit. Like, and however you're saying that, whether it's with a guitar and a band, or whether you're rapping it or whatever, that's that's essentially the whole genre. Is in some way, I I think I think Christianity has this concept called testimony, um, and essentially testimony is giving your true and your honest uh, story, whether it be failures. And a lot of times, if you ever listen to people's testimonies, sometimes you'd be like, oh, you didn't have to tell me that, bro. Like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Oh, you did what with who? God, dang, bro! I'm glad you came around. I want to know that, Pastor God. Bro, I was in church one time. Pastor was like, "I used to struggle with porn. I've lost jobs. Used to have to go in the bathroom. I was like, whoa, bro, God! Like, you, I'm glad you're good. You know what I'm saying? But it was very, you know, people really be sharing some stuff. But I, I think the whole point is like we all we're all messed up and we all got stuff we. You know, so like whenever somebody else starts sharing what's ugly about them, but how God brought them out, it makes you like, damn, can I, can I, you know, and I I think that's why I I think that's the reason why they do that. But I will say for some other people, the way that shit can be experienced is like, yo, shut the fuck up. Nobody, I'm trying to enjoy my Denny's. Why is you talking to me about Jesus? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I I mean, I guess 
when it comes to like gospel music, <clears throat> I think there needs to be like inspiration. Just like for R&B, there needs to be inspiration for love. Just like when pop, there needs to be inspiration for going out to the club. There needs to be inspiration for different genres. But I think with Kanye, it's a little different because like you, you've seen, you seen his growth. You know what I mean? And I think with everything he did leading, and I can see if it's a if, if it was a natural progression to leading up to gospel for him, mm-hmm. then I I would understand that. I, I I I think I would be more accepting of it if it was a, a slow progression. You know what I mean? Versus wilding out doing something crazy and then bam, I'm now I'm a Jesus freak and now I got gospel music and I'm putting out gospel albums. It just seemed like too. It's like He's jumping to the end of the spectrum too quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least for me. Because it really, hey, because I, I did think about, like, bro, right before you dropped this, you was, you're such a fucking hoe. Exactly. I love it. You know? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you know what, though? I think we don't get to see, like, he, he don't have a reality show or a vlog or no shit. So it's not like we get to see his day-to-day thoughts. And I also think the same nigga singing, you're such a fucking hoe, I love it. Is the same nigga saying I needed to be I need to be saved by Christ because here's the thing, bro. You got to think you can't you, you know what I'm saying you can't be chasing chasing pussy and living that lifestyle and everything. You a father, and I, and I think there are a lot of elements to Christianity. Like if you mess around and start having kids, you start being in different situations that could make you be like, wow, I, you know, I could see the benefit in that. Kanye put it this way: He was like, you know, whenever I whenever uh, I saw value in Ralph Lauren and this and this and this, I told y'all. Whenever I saw value in in Blah 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 blah. I told y'all this is just another thing I didn't came across that's giving me value, and now I'm telling y'all, you know. So you, it, it's it's the transformation of a man. Like I can't t- I can't stand for a female to be like, oh, you know, back in high school you did this. Fuck you, because back in high school <laughs> you were dealing with your 18 year old me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. and I had to deal with 18 year old. Maybe if you were 25 year old you, I wouldn't curved you. You know what I'm saying? Or or maybe or maybe I would have been nicer about it if I was, you know, you know what I'm saying? This yeah, age that I am now, yeah. like you, you know, it's. People, people change, and people, people, you know. Uh, but that's also part of the Christian walk too. Like I, 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 I could toss this out there. I grew up in the church, you know. what I'm saying I, I will definitely say I'm not your, uh, your traditional Christian. You know, uh, I'm not gonna be a pastor, most likely. Mm-hmm. You know, but I get some of the concepts because I've grown up in the community. I understand, like, yo, as a Christian, once you turn your life over to Christ, one of the first people do is be like, nigga, wasn't you just like, wasn't you just throwing dollars at the? And guess what? Nigga, I might not stop throwing dollars at the strippers. <laughs> I, I might still be in there, you know, every once in a while, you know. But that might be that person's struggle or that might, I don't, you know, I don't know. But that's that's part of being a Christian that you understand people are going to take that stance. Like, weren't you just doing this thing that we don't consider to be part of your doctrine? But, but Christianity ain't, ain't what people really think it is, bro. It's really like Jesus loved us. He sacrificed for us. Do you understand that? Do you accept that? Okay, G and and can you say if he love you and he loves these people that you should treat them with a certain amount of respect too? Yeah, okay, G. The perfection is would be nice, but it's kind of like uh, like your teachers tell you, yeah, you get a C in this class, you pass the class. Your parents will tell you, we want you to get straight A's, but for you to pass, you just need a C. So being perfect, the good behavior, all that shit, like like that, bro, that's extra. It is positive. It does lead others to see a good example that maybe they could avoid some life troubles by be by following. But that shit is not necessarily uh, not not necessary to achieve heaven or to achieve you know, and that's what a lot of people who are not in the churches and stuff like that they be like, 
well, how the fuck can you do this and follow Christ? <laughs> yeah. You would have to come come through a sermon to find out, you yeah, know. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I just I haven't got on board yet. I feel you, bro. I haven't got on I board. I feel you, bro. That's just it. I just haven't got on board, man. So, man, I appreciate you for coming through, man. This is this has been dope. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I want to have you come back next week, man. Bet. Yeah, I want to have you come back next week. We gonna. Um, Talk some politics. We're gonna do some politics. Yeah, yeah. I wanna have you come back next week, man. I'm with it. Yeah. Leave your um your might social. Have, might, might have some might have some new music for you or something like that too. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, bring it by, man. Heck yeah. Leave your um your social. How can people get a hold of you? Alright, so anybody trying to uh holler at Chris Kings, you can always find me at Chris Kings underscore on Instagram. I'm saying youtube.com slash Chris Kings. Twitter at Wavy Kings. I'm saying Snapchat Wavy Kings. Okay. The God. That's what's up, man. Yo, appreciate y'all for tapping in with us. This has been another episode of the Tap In Podcast. Holla.